0: Welcome to the Sports Sancho's Radio Show, part of the Go Sports Media Company radio network. We're hoping you're here because you've just about had it with everyone and everything else. And you're looking for a pair of good-looking guys to tell it like it is, like it was, and how it should be. Or maybe you've got nothing else to do right now and you just need to waste some time. Either way, you might as well turn it up because it's time for the boys to get in your face, under your skin, over the top, and out of bounds. And now, here are your honchos, Paul Cuthbert and Robert Cuny. Are you ready, Mr. Cuny?
1: I am ready, Mr. Cuthbert.
0: Well then, let's go! Welcome to the Sports Honcho Show, ladies and gentlemen. Wednesday, September 30th, broadcasting live from the great states of new york and maryland and the great country of the united states of america your hosts mr paul cuthbert yours truly and everybody please say hello to your friend of mine mr robert cuny rob how you doing
1: as i used to say greetings and salutations everybody i am doing very well thank you we had some you don't, technical you don't difficulties say that you don't you don't say
0: that I, I don't
1: say it i don't say it in you know in polite society but oh. if i had a podcast before this one i would say it but now i i can say it again with fervor and conviction greetings and salutations how you doing pal as i said i'm good i'm ready to rock and roll i'm i'm thrilled to be doing show number two the reviews have been i'm
0: i'm 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 trying to get deep here
1: how you doing okay how are you Uh, pal? amen i'm doing great (laughs) Because <laughs> the rest is of the that, country,
0: the rest of the country was driven crazy last night. Is that
1: is that deep enough for you? Is that deep enough? Uh, should we get Chris Matthews in here to uh, to moderate? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this is a sports show, not a politics show, everybody. So we'll just veer off of that topic uh, as you, fast you got, as possible.
0: Everybody can deal with that crazy shit out there. <laughs>
1: That is, and that's what the debate should be called. Can we call the debates that crazy shit (laughs) for the rest of the political season until November 3rd, 4th, whatever it is? That's right. Oh, and don't forget to vote, everybody. Oh, man. I'm supposed to say that as a history teacher. Don't forget to get out there and vote, everybody.
0: That They can't get here quick enough one way or the other (laughs) just
1: just to get over the hill and to see what's on the other side. No, no, it's it's, it's enough already. You know, it's, as our people would say, it's the this, this show of watching the two altar cockers, which is sounds dirty, but it isn't. And the Mishagas that they're giving us on stage, it's it's enough already. Let's just get right to the voting.
0: It is. There's no more need for debates. Nothing. We all know stories. It's one guy, the yep. other guy. Get out there and vote, America. Let's see what happens.
1: Please vote. For God's sakes. What's the matter with you people? Vote. Yes. are we talking sports day or politics? We all right care, now, whatever. Bro. As long as we're doing a show, as long as we're doing a show, I don't care.
0: All right, well let's start. Let's start talking sports then. This is my sports Alrighty. voice. Is that sporty enough for you? Which yeah. part of the country should I be talking from? <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, hey, you gotta
1: talk like this when you're doing sports, everybody. A puker. Yeah.
0: Let's go to Chicago. <laughs> Sing us that song, buddy.
1: Come on, man. Los Angeles, hello. <laughs>
0: We could. We could go all over the country right now. Because like we were talking about last week, sports, right. sports is just going, man. It doesn't matter about it, it, pandemics it, and quarantines nope. and mandates and masks and everything. They're playing no, sports.
1: And, and a lot of sports. we got Again, to talk about. If you had said, hey, it's uh, the end of September. October is tomorrow. And the French Open is going on. Wah, wah, wah? French Open in the fall? It's mon Dieu! It's just so much happening right now. It's overwhelming. I got to tell you, I, I need to. I need to sit down.
0: Well, we are. Fortunately, I am. Yes.
1: Fortunately, we are.
0: Well, why don't we kick things off with one of the sports that just ended? Actually,
1: aha! Uh-huh. Right, it's, one finally ended. It's a little. These game, elongated seasons.
0: Little game, played on an ice rink. Mm-hmm. A little puck, and a bunch of sticks.
1: That's right. And congr- Congratulations! Congratulations. To the Tampa Bay Lightning, your 2020 Stanley Cup champions, 4-2 over the stars. Polite golf applause for the good people of Tampa Bay. No. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, what can I say? There's lots to talk about with hockey in addition to the Stanley Cup finals. We'll get to the other stuff in a moment. but
0: Rob, Rob, that's, that's why we're here. We want to yes. hear what you have yes. to say. So, did Ye- you watch the last game?
1: I I was in and out at a whole bunch of things, including consciousness. But okay, here's what so I know. Here's what I know about the, the Stanley Cup Finals. The Ning and their coach, what a great story. What a great story. Especially, Cooper. If you were sick to death of the last time, the last guy that guided the Lightning to a championship, our good friend Torts, then... You had to be thrilled with Cooper, who, besides being a former lawyer like yours truly, is just a really nice guy, hardworking, grinder. People love him. It's hard not to like John Cooper. And the team themselves, itself, themselves, pronoun problems, if you're a long-suffering Caps fan like this guy, you know what it's like to be dominant in the regular season. Quiet. Quiet, you. Quiet. (sighs) Quiet. Gosh, the adults are talking listen the caps us capital fans we know heartache we know disappointment yes you finally won the stanley cup after a thousand years ago you won yes that's true but i'm saying the lightning and since reaching the cup finals in 2015 and i know that's only five years opposed to 40 50 90 whatever they've had some heartache, some tough luck, including last year when they had 62 wins and then are swept by the eighth seed Columbus. So they this five-year journey with their star-struck captain Steven Stamkos and all the kids that Cooper coached in the AHL, finally, finally it all came together for them. I mean, I'm not a lightning fan, but I'm a fan of good stories, and I'm I couldn't be happier. For Hedman, the Con Smythe winner, and Cooper and Stamkos and Vasilevsky, and all the other guys in that team with names that are hard to pronounce. Uh, it was a great series. And again, I don't have a dog in this fight, but I'm happy that the Lightning won. They kind of deserve it. And we can talk about the Caps winning 20 minutes ago at another time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, it was a uh, heck of a series. Um, I was. uh, Vested into the Tampa Bay Lightning when they were playing our uh, crosstown rivals here in New York, the New York Icelanders. And they Thank took you, Steve Summers. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, we've got two former Rangers, uh, Mr. Shattenkirk and Mr. McDonough, uh, two of the, you know, outside of Hedman, who was just unbelievable. Uh, two other great defensemen on that team. Um, right. Anyway, they, they they take care of the islands for us, and then and they get on. You know, the whole... I, I, the reason I asked you about the last game, watching the last game, because, you know, everybody gets the, the series in and out, and I watch most of the series, but I watched the last game mm-hmm. from soup to nuts. And obviously the best part, and, and tweeting throughout the game as I would usually do, you know, watching the Rangers here and everything else and do any kind of sports event if I'm, I'm locked in. But at five minutes left, I stopped, and I just put everything aside, and I just sat there, and I and I watched it. Pretty confident that Tampa was going to win this thing. You know, Dallas gets the power play they throw the, X man up, but the extra man on there. But they, you could just feel they were tired. They just couldn't get it. Vasilevsky wasn't letting anything in. And there was just some incredible sequences there at the end with uh, Tampa Bay, just the defensemen, the players forwards, everybody just throwing their bodies all over the place. Um, so it, it just wasn't happening. You know, outside of the starts picking the puck up and throwing it in the net, it was the, the only way they were going to get it in. Right. But once they won, and and my sport is hockey. That's my favorite sport. That's my thing. So, uh, you know, from a, from a young kid, from nine, ten, eleven, twelve years old, up until you know actually understanding the game, around you know my father taking me my first Ranger game when I was fourteen, and 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 there. So I'm going to be fifty one soon. So I'm pretty vested into the sport, the traditions in the game. And there's nothing like, and and this was different, obviously, because of the. The quarantine and the bubble, right. no fans and everything, but it was still fantastic mm-hmm. to see the celebration and and what that's like to win the Stanley Cup and take the bubble aside because it was extra hard, but these guys have been playing since they were peewees and and all the miles and the traveling and the parents and the back and forth and the and the cost to be just to play hockey and whether they went through high school and college and you know played for juniors or whatever it is. And then there's just this wonderful hockey, t- hockey tradition of the handshake, and, and right. um, you just see the happiness in the players. And, I, I, you know, and I'd seen the post-game conferences, and, and it reminded me that you know, being a teammate on any type of sport, whatever level you play, and when you win a championship, or if you know, back in the beer leagues or something you won a, a championship, a little trophy, and you went to the bar after the game or whatever, there's nothing like those relationships that you have with, a, with, with teammates. And they'll have that forever. And obviously it's extra special because these guys won the Stanley Cup. But um, just as a hockey fan and just watching those right. last five minutes and basically watching all the, the presentation, the pictures, the interviews, uh, the hugs, the handshakes, the smiles, the elation, and everything else. And it just, it's just, it just reinforces the fact of how much that uh, I love being a hockey fan. And how hard, I feel that trophy is the hardest trophy to win. This was the hardest Stanley Cup trophy to win as far as I'm concerned in terms of what these guys had to do.
1: Especially with the, the long pandemic-induced uh, layoff. I will tell you, I, 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 for me, the passion that you have for hockey, I have for football, especially the NFL. And the greatest sporting moment of my life, 13 years old, John Riggins, fourth and one, 43 yards to the house. Redskins win their first Super Bowl. And yes, we still say Redskins here. But the second greatest moment, and by the the most razor thin of margins, was when the Caps won the Stanley Cup. And I was already choked up when Bettman handed the cup to Ovi, and he started skating around the ice with it. But when he called Backstrom over and I look, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting the chicken skin just thinking about it, just talking <laughs> about it with you. I, I'm already getting all goosebumpy. When he called Backstrom over, because the two of them I mean, they're the ones that, that this franchise, at least this current incarnation of it, they're the guys that are the foundation when he called him over, and the two of them held the cup over their head, and they were skating around, and you could just see the love in each other's eyes, these guys are teammates for life, and hopefully they skate. You see what I did there? Skate into the Hall of Fame together. I, it, it brought tears, plural to my eyes. I mean, I watched that game by myself as I do with any sort of big game. I just wanted to be by myself in a kind of a Zen moment to, to soak it all in. I was taking pictures of the TV. I was texting people, getting the congratulatory texts. And usually I'm the guy sending those texts, but this time they were coming to me. And I just, it was a moment. Again, only exceeded at least in my sports life did you by the, one the Super said Bowl. You. Did I, I what?
0: You. I texted you. congrats Did you frame? The you one did. I te- did you frame? You that? did.
1: Of course, they're all framed. <laughs> they're all framed in the trophy room. All the congratulatory texts and all the all the huzzas and laurels and good tidings from people. So I understand what you're what you're coming from. It's it's the celebration. It is the best celebration in sports. It is you see the best sportsmanship with the handshake line. And you see guys that we just kicked your ass, but we're shaking hands and we're all brothers in the NHL. It's I know for people who are like, God, you're so cheesy and you're romanticizing it, but it's not, it's not cheesy. It's it's what sports is all about.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. It's good stuff. Um, I did see the video of the, uh, the team getting back to the airport. That's a secondary celebration they had. They hadn't seen their family in two months. Right. Uh, that was pretty incredible to watch, and man, today I also saw some clips. They're doing they did a, they did a boat parade today. They were on the jet skis. That's I've never seen that before, and and that was incredible too. So if, if you haven't seen it, folks, definitely look up, uh, follow the uh, Tampa Bay uh, the website, their Twitter account. There's all kinds of clips. Just seeing Stamkos with the Stanley Cup <laughs> on the back of a jet ski is just phenomenal. So uh, congratulations how, to the city, man. It's awesome.
1: And how about Stamkos injured in February? sits out i mean again stamkos injured stop me if you've heard this one before <laughs> he plays i think in the whole of the playoffs correct me if i'm wrong in the entirety of the playoffs he plays three minutes in one of the finals games comes off the bench does his shift on the fourth line scores a goal and says i'm out jerry thank you it's me steven stamkos i all I have to do is play a couple minutes and i'm going to put one in the basket and it it's was just
0: probably the just, nicest goal of the, the whole series.
1: That's just if you're that gonna was if, you're, if you're gonna show up for a three minutes of <laughs> ice time, and you, you score a goal, the balls on that guy. No wonder he's the captain. It's nah. just it's unbelievable.
0: Good for him, man. Good good for him. Um, like I said, he's a great talent, great guy. And like I said, congratulations to them. And you know, right. I know the stars are going it's tough, man to get there that close. uh you know there's a lot of teams that they they worked equally hard, and it's a shame somebody's got to lose and they were they they were just good for it too, Dallas uh, they had a great run there and everything else yep. and, and they equally did the same sacrifice. I think that's got to be the toughest thing uh when losing this year's Stanley Cup final because you had all that emptiness, right, and then you lose on top of that. I mean geez, I don't know if you saw Jamie Benn's postgame interview, but it was brutal. He could barely yeah. speak. Um, so hopefully those guys will be all right and, and moving forward. So look, they the NHL season comes to an end, my friend. Uh, right. couple, uh, another next week we got the draft, and my strangers are going to draft this kid uh, Lafreniere, uh, and we're excited about that. And and my Rangers team is also uh, getting rid of uh, some pretty famous players they've had on all their right. team for so, the last fifteen years too. So
1: look, I I am under strict orders orders from. My my best friend in the whole world, Long Island Zone Pat Socora, okay, who has demanded because he's heard the first show, he knows that you you bleed Ranger Blue. He wants tears, tears streaming down your face. A teary tribute to the man to Henrik Lunquist, the man we call King Henry. In fact, he was wearing his number thirty Rangers sweater today in honor of the last day of his rangers monarchy, his reign in New York. So I'm going to step aside for a smoke and let you (laughs) tell the world, give your eulogy. He's not dead, folks. He's very much alive. Give your eulogy for Lundquist and his era with the boys in blue and begin.
0: Well, I'm not going to cry.
1: Marty, you have to cry. No, I,
0: I, I, <laughs> I, I can't. I mean, it's, it's, it hasn't happened yet. I mean, for some people, it's got to sink in, right? Right. Um, all, this, look, I tweeted it out today, and it was like you, you start when it was official and following all the Ranger accounts and, and all the writers and the fans and everything else, and, it starts, and then the video montages start coming out, and, and then you get to start to reflect and everything else. And the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, we were so lucky as fans, to 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 have Henrik Lundqvist basically put this franchise on his back for the last 15 years. I mean, prior to that, I mean, if you look at, you know, everything between that, you know, from Richter, you know, and then, you know, he gets to stand. I mean, obviously, Hank doesn't win it, um, but there's just not enough to say about the guy. And my buddy KD, who I do my Rangers show with, he says it too, he's one of the, probably the most... I think this is a, a fantastic quote. He's he's probably the, one of the, if not the greatest ranger, but also the most underappreciated ranger too. Because the fans really gave him the business here the last couple of years, and um, now that it's now that he's gone, I think this is what all of us as fans will realize how lucky we were to have him. I mean, back to back, you know, multiple Eastern Conference champ. You know, to get there is so hard. Yep. You know, and I had people say, yeah, you know, he didn't win the Cup. Yeah, he didn't win the Cup. And, yeah, probably they could have used an extra forward or two or some extra scoring. But they ran into some great teams. You know, Tampa was one of them. Um, you know, and as far as the finals, the Kings, I mean, who was going to beat the Kings? I, even, even with Hank, even with that team, with everything, I at that time predicted the Kings were going to sweep that series. That's how good <laughs> – the Kings were, to me, above my favorite team, the Rangers, and we had Hank and all those guys and everything else, and, and a wild run. And But in short, to not just totally take up too much time on this, he was a class act. He's still a class act. Uh, I might have preferred him being traded. I think this is this is where it gets a little crazy or a little tough for fans. They bought him out. I mean, as a business... For the Rangers and the team and the organization, same thing with Stahl. And we had been talking about this all last season, this current season, I should say, about what they were going to do with these guys. You know, and I think most of us could have sat here and, 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 and let Stahl and Hank play one more year with the team. Let those contracts run out anyway. You know, they don't necessarily have to, to buy out Hank, but, you know, how can you have that guy sit on the bench? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, on a business standpoint, it would have been, hey, like, you know, let them stay and let all stay because the Rangers aren't going to win the cup this year. They're probably not going to win the cup in two years. So, you know, why buy him out? Why lose him money? But it happened. It's done. The trade would stall. Another great Ranger. These guys were pretty much together for their whole careers. Um, and uh, it's excellent. Look, all I can say is class acts, but it really does now turn this, this whole leaf over for the Rangers organization. Started with right. a letter two seasons ago. You know, Quinn getting the job. You know, the no-experience coach from college, uh, all the trades, You know all the guys who were let go, even with Shattenkirk, even last year too, everything t- leading up to that and so many names prior to that. And now we do. We have this fresh team. And, you know, as a hockey operation, and I know how hard this is for the franchise and the team, and, and everybody loves their players, like you know too, in and and all their cities. You know, sometimes, yeah, you want you can't wait till they get out of there and you want to kick them out and out the door and everything else. But all I can say is, Yes, uh, as a Ranger fan, as a sports fan of any team that you love, and you, you you just watch every game, and you and you just you know supporting since you were a kid, and you know as a Ranger fan too, I will say this: we're kind of used to guys coming and going. We're used, <laughs> we're used to a lot of bad contracts. We're used to you know some really heartbreaking trades. I mean, I think the last time this kind of a twinge, and I gotta say this: I'm I'm not as emotional about this because of the business side of it, but when Mark Messier. Left to go to Vancouver when Gretzky came in here, that to me, because Mark was my guy, and he was the guy who brought us the Stanley Cup championship, and they didn't take care of him. And I thought when Wayne came in, I said that's going to cause a problem. And as much as Wayne's great, Mark shouldn't have been the guy who went to Vancouver. I know he came back, but it was just selfish. But at that point, uh, Rob, at that point, it just kind of made me, you know, a bit hard towards the whole thing. But you I'm realized really not, it
1: was a business.
0: Yeah, well, it is a business. Look, I mean, Hank's great. He's awesome. Uh, it's a shame he didn't win, but he's going to the Hockey Hall of Fame. His number's going up in the rafters. Um, there are so many phenomenal, incredibly talented athletes who've never won championships but have just made, meant so much to their organization and to their sport. What Hank did off the ice in terms of his foundation and helping people out class act uh, it'll be interesting I, I'm more interested to in see what happens now does he retire you know?
1: I was going to ask you if, if you we think we're going to see him again and, and before you answer I'm going to pay him the ultimate compliment he has certainly driven a number of nails into the coffin of the Washington Capitals yeah. but I loved watching him play and you're right he's a class act he's not like you know when, when Billy Smith used to man the net for the Islanders couldn't stand that guy no matter who's playing your team or not but Lundqvist, the king. There was a reason why they called him the king. I mean, beloved, feared, envied, super dreamy. By the way, that's uh, oh, very wanna, handsome. Don't want to like us. Don't want to forget almost that part. like us. Like us. He's a guy. He's a good-looking guy like us. We can relate. I, I just, I, I unless he was killing us, which he did more often than not. I, I loved watching him play, and I will miss him, and it will be strange because it's been what a hundred years now that he's. Been in the, been a net for you guys. It'd be strange seeing Ranger games without him, even Look, without him sitting on the bench.
0: Yeah, no, that's going to be the weird thing, and that'll be interesting to see what he does, where he goes. I mean, last year we were talking that, and we'll kind of maybe wrap this up a little bit with Hank here. But um, I, I think that if there's one team he should go to, it's the Colorado Avalanche. Mm-hmm. They're so close. They've got it. Yeah. They've got it all. And not to knock uh, Grubauer out there in, in uh, Colorado, but I Ex-Capital. was capital. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was really hoping that. See, this weird – I, I kind of didn't want this painful thing of the, the uh, you know, being bought out kind of thing. I really think all of us as fans would have liked him to have been traded last year during the season, gotten a run, and who knows? Maybe he helps Rado win this year. Maybe Tampa yeah. Bay doesn't win. We don't know. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Whatever Hank does – look, he's won everything except the Stanley Cup. He got there. He's got all the fan base. He's, as far as hockey's concerned, he's a legend – He's done. He's a young guy. He's got his whole life ahead. He's rich. He's loaded. Yep. Let's not get too sympathetic about it. Um, he got us to the mountain. We didn't get over there. It's it's okay. Ranger fans are used to that. 94 was special. Will it ever come yep. back? We don't know. But anyway, we uh, see what he does.
1: Another Olympic run, do you think, for him before he calls it a career?
0: Yeah, I, I, I personally, and I think his agent said today, that um they haven't made a decision yet. So I have to believe that he's he has... N- every right to sit around and wait for an offer yeah, and maybe go to a city where he can have some fun and go on a run
1: right.
0: i uh, you know toronto's got to be out now that team's just not ready for it but colorado i think is ready for it and uh mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens but we we'll wish him the best we good the best luck to you hang. good luck
1: to you king Henry. thank
0: you very much and a quick thank you to stalzy too good luck in detroit and just everything yep. you did for us here was incredible great memories great runs like i said we were lucky as ranger fans A lot of winning seasons, a lot of playoffs, so it's all good stuff. All right, so let's move from the ice to the football field.
1: Oh, yes, so, the football uh, field. Let,
0: I'm just going to turn it over to you, Rob. I know there's a couple of different stories here going on and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, why don't you take it away and and I know we got some COVID issues going on with the Titans and everything else. And but uh, why don't you just take this NFL segment and go with it,
1: baby? Ah oh, yes, the NFL, the the orgiastic feast for the senses that oh, was well, that's
0: another word I got to write.
1: <laughs> that was thank you, Kramer from Seinfeld. That was this past weekend in the NFL, but you're right. The biggest story uh, from the NFL and not a surprise as I go through my notes here, before we get to the games themselves, there's a couple things off the field we should talk about. And again, not the least of which is the Titans and Vikings um, have suspended in-person activities after multiple Titans players and personnel test positive for COVID-19. And uh, as of a few hours ago, the game that was scheduled, between uh tennessee and pittsburgh this coming sunday has been postponed to monday or wait for it wait for it tuesday night football tuesday dun 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 that was very really loud i apologize <laughs> tuesday night football i mean normally on on tuesday we're all like you know in a, in a post football coma but to have football on a tuesday which as we know is one of the worst days of the week would be amazing. What's not amazing is the fact that in order for us to be so joyous on Tuesday, we had to have people getting sick uh, on Wednesday. So we've got now the, the Vikings have shut their facilities down. The Titans have shut their facilities down and we don't know. We have an idea of, of who the players are, I believe. Um, But it, it begs the question that I brought up last week, which is, how much, how transparent are these teams going to be? And this, the fact that they're going to play the game, they, they were hard in to play the game. The second this story came out, the NFL released a statement saying we're going to play on Sunday. Don't make any alternative arrangements. Now, of course, they've gone back on that. But this is something that people were fearing about football. Contact sport, close contact, doesn't matter, asymptomatic, symptomatic, fans in the stands, whatever. It's a whole lot of people to make a football game happen on the field, off the field, in the offices, etc. So is this the beginning? Is this something that's going to spread like wildfire throughout other teams? Or are they going to nip it in the bud, as Don Knotts once said, like we saw with the Marlins? Their team gets decimated They contain it, and now they're in the playoffs, shockingly. Um, Is that going to happen? And how much are we going to hear about it if it does? My fear is always how transparent is the NFL going to be about other teams? And what happens if, say, the three players, instead of being a couple of reserves and a starter on defense for the Titans, what if it's Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Johnnie Smith, Your whole offense right there. What's going to happen then? How much reporting is actually going to be done? So this is a story, obviously, that is in the development stage. We'll see. Stay tuned, everybody. The other story, speaking of COVID, and then I promise we'll talk some games on the field. And uh, and those of you who are wondering, uh, Paul has left the room. He has gone out for a smoke. Uh, He'll be back tomorrow, folks. Last week, I told you the NFL pocketed a cool one and three quarter million dollars in fines for not wearing a mask. $1.75 million. To put that in perspective for you, okay, imagine you're walking along the street and you look down, you see a dollar bill and you pick it up. Okay, now imagine doing that 1.75 million times. (laughs) This week, as I watched many games, I saw a lot of people not wearing their masks. And as of, you know, what is it, uh, 849 on Wednesday the 30th, not a dime in fines. So all the goodwill the NFL had last week for enforcing this rule, for whatever reason they were going to enforce it, all of a sudden, it's crickets. What the hell, fines. Right. Are they making a statement? That's great. But this is not something you want to do once and then never do again. Although that would be classic NFL for you. We have some rules. We kind of enforce them. We kind of don't. Whatever. Maybe we just enforce it against certain players and coaches. Who knows? So, again, stay tuned. But believe it or not, believe it or not, there were some storylines on the field. And I believe since, as you said, you're going to be 51, I'm going to be 51, we're a couple old guys resurrecting our careers. I think I have to start with, and they didn't play each other, but we saw... Drew Brees and Tom Brady, Drew Brees of the Saints, Tom Brady of the, and this is still hard to say, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. (laughs) My roommates, my future roommates at Ingleside, Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Ingleside is a retirement community in Maryland for you folks that don't know that. Everybody had said after two weeks, because after all, two weeks is enough of a sample site, said these guys were dead, they're done, they're too old, get them out of here. They're finished. See you later, thanks a lot. Well, these two geezers... These two altercockers, again, not a dirty word, had a game that said to all the people out there who had already written them off and had ready to wheel them into retirement, and I apologize, kids, they said to the rest of the world, go fuck yourself. (gasps) That's right, I said it. Let me just run some numbers by you, Paulie. Tom Brady, 25 of 38, 65% completion percentage, three touchdowns, zippy picks. And as a guy who watched the Redskins against the Browns, I'll take a guy who throws no interceptions. For 115.8 passer rating, the highest you can get is 158.3. Drew Brees, 29 to 36, 80% completion, three touchdowns. Again, zero picks for a 127.8 passer rating. Again, pretty, pretty good. So all the reports that they are ready to be ushered out to pasture. Now, Next week, this coming Sunday, they could flame out and all the talk will come again. But as an old guy myself, who people have said, when are you going out to pasture, El Baldo, uh, it was nice to hear that these guys did so well. The other game of note, the big game of the week, the Ravens and Chiefs, the dukaroo between the anointed ones, Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs, and Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, it proved one thing. It proved two things. There is nobody yet better than Patrick Mahomes right now. And Lamar Jackson, your time will come, but not yet, not today. The Chiefs have proven to be Lamar Jackson's downfall. He looks quite pedestrian against the Chiefs, but his time will come. He's just not ready for prime time yet. And I don't see anyone dethroning the Chiefs. I mean, that team is just, it, it, it's, it's a clinic. They put on a clinic. And Mahomes does something spectacular and unexpected seemingly every game.
0: And he's 13, right? He's got a yeah, he's, uh, of him, so. I think
1: he's 14, actually. He's, he's okay. not quite yet ready to drive, but he's been bar mitzvahed. So we know he's at least uh, 14. <laughs> okay, maybe not bar mitzvahed. Well, look, a man can dream, can't he? I mean, look, they all can't be Julian Edelman. Ah, yes, Julian Edelman. I hope he, uh, hope he had a good Yom Kippur, easy, fast, happy new year to my brother from another mother julian edelman <laughs> do we have do we have time for another game captain
0: oh we absolutely do we have got uh we've got lots of time you don't worry about okay. time i'll tell you about time so you just keep going you keep okay. flowing i just have a quick question um, yes sir are the buffalo bills for real
1: ah the buffalo that was one of the games right here on my my list the buffalo bills are they for real it's hard to say um they look damn good their quarterback um, Josh Allen is just having a phenomenal season. They got Devin Singletary in they in the backfield to run the ball. They finally have a premium quality. Number one receiver in Maryland zone, Stefan Diggs. Um, and they were putting on a clinic against the Rams this past Sunday, up 28 to three at one point against the Rams. And then the bottom started to fall out. The Rams came back from that 28, three deficit to make it 32, 28, The Bills will win that game, but I want to talk about what makes what I've noticed about officiating this year, which, again, looks like it's all the officials are Stevie Wonder. I love you, Stevie. I love you. Okay, so it's, it's looking bleak. Come on, climb aboard Uncle Rob's Storytime Theater. It's looking bleak. It's fourth and seven for the mighty Buffalo Bills. And you know, we love the city of Buffalo here. At least I do. It's fourth and seven. The, the Bills are down to their last gasp here, down 32 to 28. The ball's thrown by Allen, Darius Williams of the, of the Rams on just the softest, I mean, Charmony soft pass interference call or gets the most Charmony soft pass interference call that you've ever seen. Giving the Bills new life. Next play, Josh Allen, Tyler Croft, TD, game over. So, what this says to me, if we recall, uh, a couple years ago, the Rams benefited from a no call against the Saints, which propelled say, the Saints into the Super Bowl. And the Saints, or the Rams into the Super Bowl, and the Saints home crying. Sean Payton whines and cries. The owner of the Saints whines and cries. And the NFL last year says, okay, fine. Here's what we're going to do we're going to have a rule, we're going to let pass interference be reviewed because there's so much tumult. So much surus, as my people would say, over pass interference. And then they said, God, what a disaster this was. It it Not only does it take way too much time, but most, if not all, the calls were upheld. So it was a a pointless endeavor. So this year, that rule is gone. They can't review pass interference. And my feeling is that the league is saying to the refs, okay, we were very conservative last year. We had that rule. We didn't really turn anything over. We kept the calls intact. We can't give you the review, but how about if we, as sort of a makeup sex sort of move, be much more liberal and loose with the pass interference rules? Because I've seen some doozies this year where you're like, that's pass interference? It used to be you could mug somebody, and they wouldn't call it. Now you just look at them funny. And again, if you watch the replay of Darius Williams' of the Rams in that game, pillowy soft, (laughs) pillowy, pillowy soft call. So I don't know if the bills are for real, but I'll tell you what, man, they got a nice Yom Kippur miracle (laughs) on Sunday by getting that pass interference call. And I I think that's the direction this league is going to go this year. It's like, we can't review it. So we're just going to call everything pass interference and hope for the best. And again, like everything else with the niffle, with the shield. Stay tuned.
0: Stay tuned. We will. And I will look Stay up what Niffle means. NFL. Oh, that's not a yeah. word. N-N-I-S-F- it wasn't Niffle with a speech. L is not a word.
1: No, it wasn't Niffle with a speech. I'm going to look up Niffle
0: anyway. I'm going to find out if there is a word called Niffle.
1: And while you're doing that, let's can we can we take a moment, a smidge, if you will, to talk about the New England Patriots?
0: Very and Bill Belichick. time, because uh, I'm you know, I'm not really a fan of the organization, but go ahead.
1: Okay, I just want to say this. I, you love him, hate him, admire the way he dresses at press conferences. And I don't <laughs> know if you saw the press conference where he was wearing the shirt that looked like the moths had eaten it. Say what you will about the man. He wins. Exactly. You give, him, you give him you and I and all of our friends and family and say we got him, one game. But I respect he wins. him. He wins. Yes. He wins. I mean, it's a totally different offense. He says, "Okay, you give me your these players. I don't know Tom Brady, only the greatest football player ever, arguably. Give me Cam Newton, and they're two and one. And these they easily could have been three and zero. Um, the game against uh, Seattle came right down to the last play. It's just it's unbelievable what he's doing. It doesn't matter who's in the backfield. Doesn't matter who's quarterback. He had so many COVID nineteen opt outs." Along that defense, the defensive line especially, and yet here they are. And if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you're like, what do we have to do to beat these guys? Don't... Maybe if Belichick meets an unfortunate accident, oh, come on, the rest man. of the division what will have a chance. That... Not that I'm recommending that. Come on, man. Give... But if you're, if you're a Jets, Bills, or Dolphins fan, you're like, what the fuck do we have Too to do bad. You know what? to win like this said, division?
0: You know, I mean, not like the Patriots and everything else, blah, 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 blah. But. You can't disrespect no. championships. And, you no. know, if you think back, you know, he had Drew Bledsoe, right? Mm-hmm. Who's just a fantastic quarterback, right? Yeah. And he makes the switch to Tom Brady, right? They all told right. Him he was, thought he was out of his mind. Right. And look who that guy, that guy becomes, and, and look at the run that they go on. Right. As far as, look, I'm going to say this real quick about the NFL. Um, The league itself, for as much money it makes, uh, you know, and and like I'm more of an older fan of the heyday. There's so much mediocrity in the NFL year after year after year. It's the same handful of teams that kind of pop up to the bubble every now and again. Seeing the Chiefs actually come. Now, the Chiefs for years have always made the playoffs. They just never got... Anywhere they never got into the finals, obviously, and they never got the Super Bowl. They did last year, but there's a lot of miracles happening here in the last five, mm-hmm. six years. The Chicago Cubs, the Boston Red Sox, all these teams that never won anything, but the, NFL, the Washington Capitals, yeah, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't, lump, I wouldn't lump them in there. Like there's that. lumpage, yeah, but they, it was their first one, yeah. No. I don't know what the argument there is, but what I'm trying to say <laughs> with the NFL. For the – it's the, the – the, what? It's the biggest gross – I don't know what it is compared to soccer and the Premier League or whatever, but I believe the NFL is the highest grossing sports entity of the entire entire galaxy, mm-hmm. let alone Earth, this little planet that we live in. But, um, look, man, every year – I mean, there's just so many franchises. I could just go up and down the East and Western Conference here that have just been miserable. Fans come out every year. They play like crap. I mean, come on, Bengals, the Browns. Uh, you could just go down a lot of the Chargers – yeah, you know, just keep going on and on about all these teams that just haven't won anything, and then the Colts will rise up for a little bit, and then they go back down. It's just look, it's uh, I, I'm not really, you know. And then when the Patriots basically win every year for twenty years, you know, kind of like you know how the Canadians were doing it in the NHL for a few years, <laughs> but the NHL mixed it up and they changed how the uh, the league and the team and the draft and the parity and all that other stuff. But there's really no parity in the NFL as far as I'm concerned, and that's a guy. Look, I'm not, I'm not. Die hard into it like you are, Rob. I love the game. I love, uh, I think the NFL is more of the American pastime than baseball is because I think uh, nationally you could be in any city on a Sunday and if you go to a sports bar or whatever and you look around and there's guys wearing jerseys of every different team in the league because they've got somebody that they grew up with or whatever or there was something as a kid, you know, like my buddy who lives like down the block from me when I was a kid here in Long Island. He's a huge Denver Broncos fan. Why? Just love John Elway. No reason why. Just watch him. It's any reason why I've got cousins, Good choice. And cousins, and friends here. My guitars. I mean, they're all they're all Dallas Cowboy fans. Why? Because of Roger <laughs> Staubach and because of uh, you know the run they had in the nineties and everything else. So it's it's all different. But that's why to me the NFL is a great pastime. But maybe that's another reason why they keep the
1: teams mediocre
0: because they want everybody to be in it. But look, man, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's it's game. It's week three, right?
1: This, it's week four coming up. We're at the quarter pole yeah, of the know. season already. Good yeah, lord. So
0: I mean, but you know, we're moving on. We'll see. I have one quick yep. question for you though, going back to Brady and Tampa. Yes, sir. Um, his offensive line there, is that the carryover from last year uh from the Buccaneers before he got there? Or did uh do you know if Tampa actually worked in some new guys, maintenance deals, some free agents? Is that is that um, a new and improved offensive line? For they they certainly
1: the, they certainly worked in some new offensive okay. weapons, um, skill positions. Well, not
0: weapons. I'm talking about the guys who are protecting them.
1: Right, but I think it's basically the same offensive line as they had. Okay, all right. Uh, last
0: year, uh, I'm going to look into that maybe next week, and maybe we'll come back around to that. Yeah. I've always felt that offensive lines they win championships. Well, the it, it won it won
1: three for the Redskins with three different quarterbacks because of their line.
0: Yep. And those are great. So, uh, those are great teams that won. won the, Redskins,
1: the Hogs, baby. The Hogs.
0: All right man, let's go from the gridiron to the uh NBA Finals, ladies and gentlemen, which are kicking off here uh, right now uh indeed they are the miami heat uh playing LeBron James. It doesn't matter <laughs> what the other name of the team is that he's on, but uh right. I saw some incredible stat uh last week, Rob I think LeBron James has been in the finals like every year for, like the last he he has years.
1: played I think I heard it's this incredible. right two hundred and fifty four Playoff games,
0: but he's been in like that, fifteen. He's been yeah. to finals fifteen times or something like that. Right,
1: but two hundred and fifty four playoff games. That's over three seasons, three regular seasons of playoff games. So that's pretty impressive. And he's been around. He's thirty. You'd think he was a hundred. He's only thirty five. When I mean, Murray came in at a high school seventeen years ago. Um,
0: now again, I'll ask you this on the mediocrity question here, real quick, Rob. Yes. Is that is, is is LeBron James a legend or is just the league that bad?
1: Oh, no, no, no. The, he he is definitely one of the greatest of all time. It's not that the, the league is not that bad. Um, he's he's an eternal, as it were. Yeah, he's not. It's not because of the league. Um, there was a while there was that argument, Kobe, LeBron, LeBron, Kobe. Now, it's, now you're talking about Michael Jordan, LeBron. It's now different eras. It's gone from people he played with to people from different eras. There's no doubt that he's one of top 10 at worst all-time players in the NBA. So, and I think I'm, I'm picking, I'm going to go way out on a limb here. So, you know, mark this down at uh, nine Oh four on your radio dial or your watch dial. I'm picking the heat and six. Okay. I like the team concept that the, that the heat throws at you. I, I like, uh, Jimmy Butler is one of those guys. He's really good. Not a superstar, but he's, he wins. Wherever he goes, they play a team game there. And I, I'm rooting for Coach Spolstra, who won two and made three finals with um LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch. And I want, you know, people to say, people either you know, there's this rap against him that he can he win without two of the greatest stars of their generation in Wade and LeBron. And if he pulls this off with Jimmy Butler and a bunch of guys who are good, but not household names, against two of the NBA's best in uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. It'll be a, a tremendous win for him. For one of the truly nice people, just like Cooper, just like the Nings coach, one of the truly nice, head down, does his job, doesn't make waves, doesn't say anything controversial, just a really nice person, at least from what we see. Who knows in his private life how nice he is? But it seems like. He's one of the good ones. So I'm, I'm going for team over everybody kind of sitting around and hoping that LeBron and, and Anthony Davis do their job. The X factor, if the Lakers are going to win, the X factor is going to be 9,000-year-old Rajon Rondo, who in the playoffs is, is something else. He's maybe mediocre during the regular season, but he turns it on when it counts. So
0: oh, I think there's Heat also- and six.
1: Now the Lakers are going to sweep and it'll look like a total schmuck, but I'm, I'm calling it now <laughs> Heat in six.
0: But remember, you will be yes. a good-looking
1: schmuck. I will be. All right. I will Look, be.
0: I'm gonna say uh, they might have an angel on their shoulders there in LA. Uh, mm-hmm. This run too. Well, be yeah. Ex, uh, it's uh, uh, destiny. Inspiration. So um, that's a lot to go up against. But anyway, it should be yep. a great series. Uh, a couple of great players, uh, great yep. organizations, and we'll see what happens. And a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions. Like I said, on the LA side too. So. Uh, well, LeBron's—he's yes, such a train, you know. Yep. You know he knows. Like I said, he's—he's he's one of the few who's been there so many times. You know, you could say oh, it's so hard to get there. Well, maybe for LeBron it really hasn't been, but so he knows. Um, but it'll, we'll he,
1: hes at, hes taken a lot of nobodies. He's taken a lot of teams uh, with really a uh, just a, a, a mediocre pile of bodies. I mean, could you, you imagine what finals. he would have
0: done in Cleveland with some extra talent? In those, I mean, how many more That's, would he have won?
1: I don't know. He should have won more than just one. Yep. That's for sure. Um, but injuries and bad luck and everything else. But the one constant, the one guy who's never taken any time off, at least in the second go around, um, since he came to Miami, is uh, is LeBron. That's the constant. You know?
0: It's true, man. It's True. Yeah. Well, they're kicking off tonight, and we'll see what happens, and we'll bring uh, yep. down your uh, prediction here, and I'll come back and make fun of you after the series is over in four. Um, Thank you.
1: <laughs> I look forward to it.
0: <laughs> all right, real quick, uh, MLB. Uh, the Yankees are in. That's all that matters to me. Uh, they won right. last night with Cole. The problem is, is that uh, he can't pitch every game. Uh, mm-hmm. They're down right now in Game Two, four to one. We'll see what happens. I I believe the Yankees will definitely handle the series one way or the other. But uh, any any take on 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 the beginning of this uh, baseball play? Well, I just, just I just I love the
1: crabby. fact I. I don't have many thoughts on who's going to win or whatever. I just, I love the fact that, that it's the best of three. We haven't seen a best of three in baseball in what seems like forever. Yes. And it's just, it's, it's a lot of baseball. It's a lot of playoffs. I hope they don't do this again, this format, because more teams equals less. uh, The regular season is less important. I will say this. I'm looking forward to uh, the Yankee Tampa Aru and the ALDS if the Yankees can get past the the Indians. But here's what I'm – my eye is on the Dodgers because – They want revenge. They're the number one seed. Eight straight division wins. They got Clayton Kershaw, who I just – you just want to hug Clayton Kershaw. And I want to see if they can – I mean, they've had a lot of heartache – In the playoffs, and quite frankly, when people talk about the Dodgers, my question is, is Dave Roberts still their manager? All righty then, because if anyone's (laughs) going to cause the Dodgers to lose, it's not going to be another team. It's going to be Dave Roberts, who is great. I know he's helped Boston break the 86-year curse, along with David Ortiz, against your Yankees. But as as a manager, he just... His decisions are so suspect, but I want to see if, I mean, the last time we saw Kershaw in the playoffs, he was blowing a save in game five against the hated Washington nationals head down. Didn't want to talk to the debate, took the weight of the loss all on himself. And now here he is again, new day, no nationals out there. Thank goodness. I want to see how he bounces back, how the team bounces back. I want to see what, what Roberts can do or not do, and see if this is the year for the Dodgers. I mean, they got to get past the Brewers first, but I, I doubt they're going to have much difficulty. And I, I, I w- I'd love to see a San Diego-Los Angeles NLDS because San Diego is so much fun to watch. Old school, too. Like yes.
0: Look, if the Yanks you know. don't win it, I wouldn't mind seeing the Dodgers win. I, yeah. I don't know why I have a soft spot. Maybe it's the whole Brooklyn Dodgers thing being from New York, but always had a right. soft, soft spot for the Dodgers. There's always something magical um, you know, in that stadium. Watching games, right. you know, I, I I watch late night West Coast baseball, and I, I just always love the Dodger Stadium. And um, and I, his name is escaping Scully, Vince Scully, right?
1: Vince Scully, Vince Scully is on Twitter now, everybody. So yes. watch out.
0: Uh, one of the greatest voices <laughs> of ever in in, in baseball. So uh,
1: yep.
0: we'll see what happens. But again, that is just underway. Uh, most of the teams are Game Two uh, being played right now. So for you, yep. baseball heads.
1: eight games tonight. I mean, it's all the all, starting games. at twelve. Baseball and the at Korean noon. and the
0: Japanese leagues. It's about Spent. 800 games. Yeah. The little leagues, too.
1: Yep. Lots it's just fantastic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, try and get college football squeezed in here. Your Mississippi State beat
1: the championship. LSU. LSU, they, they, that's LSU be the becomes. the star of the week, right, pal? The, the first team since 1978. I mean, that's almost as old as we are. Uh, to lose, LSU, the first team since 78 to lose their first game coming back is defending. Uh, national champions and it's no secret that Mississippi State gets Mike Leach Mike Leach who could have been the coach at Maryland except they went with the reincarnation of Dobie Gillis and Randy Etzel. again another guy love him or hate him he takes that offense everywhere he goes and they win and win convincingly now they may not win the whole enchilada they may not win any championships but boy is it going to be fun to watch what they're doing. And just just to to give you some idea of how he's changed things at Mississippi State, last year, their starting quarterback for Mississippi State, Garrett Schrader, led the team with 1,170 yards passing and eight touchdowns. So far after one game, Stanford transfer K.J. Costello has in one game 623 yards and five touchdowns. So I think they're going to do slightly better offensively than they did last year. It, it's it's a great brand of football that he brings that air raid offense. Now LSU is a shadow of its former self because a lot of their players, including their quarterback, are now playing on Sundays or Mondays or perhaps Tuesday, as the case may be. Um, but it's still the SEC. They're still the champs until somebody beats them, which somebody did. Yes, Mike Leach makes all the difference. Yeah, and they're not gonna they're not gonna be national champions, Mississippi State. But if they're on, you're going to watch.
0: And he's a funny guy.
1: And he's oh, he is. He is <laughs> that's a
0: great post game.
1: I would. I would. Interview. I, it, he should have a brick wall behind him, like at the improv, and just you know, in the suspenders, and tell some jokes. I mean, I don't care if he doesn't coach again. Just give me some press conferences. Well, People to, should hire Mike Leach to do their post game conferences.
0: How do – I mean, for you know, that's a magical moment when you've just beaten the champs, right? Right. And all that stuff you know what it means to the university just in the sports world too everything else yep and then you take all that emotions in the achievement as the head coach there and then you're on national tv and to have that wit at the end of the game is just When,
1: when he when he broke down i think somebody asked him a question maybe seriously maybe not about who would win in a fight versus mascots I'm not really sure. Nice research. I know. I'm not really sure about the specifics, but when he, instead of saying, you're an idiot, stop asking me questions, he paused and he actually broke down the tail of the tape, as it were, between the two mascots. And it was, it was, it was a thing of beauty. It was a thing to behold. The man, he should have his own talk show.
0: Yeah, well, well here's an idea: the sports
1: honchos moment. with Paul Cuthbert, Rob Cuney, and Mike Leach.
0: Let's get them on.
1: <laughs> we'll make room for him when when Mississippi State fires him after three years.
0: Ugh. <laughs> it's probably going to happen.
1: Yep. We'll he watch. wears out his welcome pretty quickly.
0: We'll keep the light on and an extra top hat for him here. At we coaches. will.
1: There's always yeah. room at the table.
0: All right, buddy. Let's um. Let's put a uh, you know what? Put a cap, a bottle cap, a, bow a top tie, hat, a top hat, a cover. On this uh, official episode one of Sports Anchos. Honchos. All right. <clears throat> a little clump there or something in there. But anyway, yeah, um, nice. we'd like to do a little bit of entertainment, music news, and everything else. Uh, I know you got something we're going to talk about real quick and, and probably play us off the air here a little bit. But uh, uh, as far as the music concerned, and I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little music today to wrap up the show. Um, no dope of all, the week? Oh, I'm Sorry.
1: We can no, do this, that. This is
0: this is only my second time here, yeah. so at Sports Hunt, Just hold on.
1: I mean, I got a good one for you. So, yeah, but I'll yeah. let you choose. We can do dope of the week in music, or we can do one or the other.
0: No, we're gonna do uh, dope of the week right now, and then we're gonna do the music real quick. And we'll, we'll,
1: we'll all right, it sounds good. So, in the interest of time, hold on a second. I'll, oh, sorry, sorry. It's time for the dope of the week. Oh, very nice, God, That was so professional, <laughs> so professional. Okay, it's so dope. the dope of the week this year, this week's dope of the week, and. I'd be remiss if I didn't say to get you all involved. I, you know, spend hours with the Gags Gang in the basement coming up with, you know, the the script for Dope of the Week and picking the person after many many nominations. If you, the listening audience, would like to nominate your own Dope of the Week, it can't be the two of us though. Thank you very much. Uh, send us a, a tweet at at Sports Honchos or at Cuthbert Live at Pitter and Rage. That's the two of us. Use the hashtag D O T W to nominate your own. Dope of the Week, and I'll be more than happy to give you absolutely no remuneration but undying love and respect if we choose your person to be the Dope of the Week. So this week, the one carrying around the mythical Dope of the Week trophy, like Stamkos around the ice this past week, is Notre Dame head football coach Brian Kelly, who if you didn't think this guy was enough of a bag for sending a student assistant out to his death on a scissor lift In hurricane force winds, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go ahead and Google that and how he got away whistling past the graveyard on that little problem there. But that's not why he's the dope of the week. That's way too serious. He's the dope of the week because there's a COVID-19 outbreak that we talked about last week at Notre Dame in which 18 players tested positive. Now, that doesn't make him the dope of the week. What does, though, is this. Why was there such an outbreak? Because of just fate, bad luck, bad karma? No, 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 no. Ahead of the September 19th win against South Florida, which was their first game, they had, and I quote, they congregated, I'm reading from a story from CNN, they congregated for a pregame meal. That's right. Football players all together, smashed together, breathing on each other, sweating on each other, burping on each other, got together for a pregame meal, Uh, and Kelly said throughout our entire time together, we had not had one meal where we sat down together. Everything was grab and go, but then all of a sudden it's game time. And they decide, you know what he said, we got into our game situation where we have pregame meal together and that cost us big. Yeah. No kidding. It cost you big. So you go through your entire preseason, whatever it looked like in the COVID era, keeping your distance, doing the right thing, and you're not, they're not even slapping play like a champion, the sign over the locker room that they slap on the way out. They don't do that anymore. They virtually slap it because they're so afraid of spreading COVID. And yet you, you can't for one season not do the pregame bellying up to the trough where everybody is smashed into the same room and eating together. And then you wonder, gee, I wonder why are so many players are testing positive for COVID. It's just – It's a highly another- regarded university, Rob. It's another fabulous decision by a man who really should have been fired years Bob's ago. Smart so, people
0: come out of that university, Rob.
1: For not yes, I'm I'm no Notre Dame lover myself. So for for, for not <laughs> understanding how disease they transmission only make the works, right decisions
0: at Notre Dame, Rob. Right,
1: only that's why they have golden domes. For not making the right decision about your pregame meal and not understanding how diseases spread and how mashing eighty people together to have dinner. Is not social distancing, Brian Kelly. You are the sports honchos' dope of the week. Congratulations! Dope Your checks week. in the mail. You Yeah. What a dope that guy is. Gotta hate dope. him. Is it? Is, is it? Am I? Am I? Dope. Is it? Am I being too subtle about my dislike for Brian Kelly? I hope not.
0: No, it's coming out. It's um, you know,
1: I'm trying to work on being more less of a shrinking I have to violet.
0: Scratch that off my uh, Christmas <laughs> gift list for you.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Windbreaker for Rob with Coach Kelly's name right now. Right. right. Dame, no sit
1: don't put me on a scissor lift at Notre Dame, please.
0: <laughs> no, well, I'm gonna check that out. I haven't seen that yet. So uh All right, folks. Dope of the week. Well yours truly. Not me, but Mr. Rob
1: Cuny. That's just me. Throwing, just throwing you off there for a little bit. That's what yeah. I hear.
0: All right, pal, so let's get a little music in here. I know you got something set up for us and we're gonna talk about it real quick. Uh but I just wanna say uh uh, it looks like is coming back, and I'm, oh, I'm kind really, really excited about that. Uh, I don't care how bad it sounds. I can't wait to turn it up.
1: They're like 100 now, right? I mean, and, and still running around in, in little schoolboy great. uniforms.
0: Brian's back, and they got some of the old guys back in there. It, you know, 2020's been such a rough year. I mean, there's been right. a couple of good bright spots out of it. It has been music and some albums and some releases and stuff like that to kind of get our minds off of certain things. So right. seeing the uh, – you know, if you go to the website now for ACDC, and they've been doing that in their social media, flashing the, the red bolt, and so it looks like it's going to be a power up. That's either going to be the single or the album, but right. I can't wait uh, to crank up some new ACDC. So I digress. On to you, Rob.
1: Thank you. Um, all I can say is rock and roll, which has really been on life support for many years, is back and better than ever. It's funny that you should talk about ACDC, because we're talking about old men who can still rock, the new Bruce Springsteen album letter to you dropped two or three weeks ago. And this guy who's, mind you, 71. I can barely get out of bed in the morning at 51. And this guy's still, you know, doing stadium tours at 71. Not now his now latest not, single. Not,
0: not, not in the pandemic, no. He's not allowed
1: to tour. No, not in the pandemic, sorry. He's, in his mind, he's doing a stadium tour. One day he's going to, if this pandemic ends in 25 years. The first show will be Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, even though he'll be 96 years old. You know it's going to be the Rolling Stones. They'll still be around. No, they'll be around. They're already dead and just nobody's told them. That's right. But he's got a new single out called Ghosts, which is, it's just, it's nice to hear. And I know I'm going to sound like a really old white guy now, but, but I am an old white guy. It's nice to hear real instruments for a change. It's nice to turn on the radio. I know nobody listens to the radio anymore, you stupid dope. I'm the dope of the week for that one, but it's nice to hear real instruments being played. And this is this song, this song ghosts that's been released. As you listen to it, you can just hear it's like, he said, I'm going to write a song that we can all sing all 80,000 of us in MetLife stadium in New Jersey can sing along to it's, it's pure arena anthem rock. It opens up with some river era river and born in the USA era drums for Max Weinberg, who's also a million years old. The E Street Band sounds as tight as ever. It is, it's refreshing is what it is. There's the word I'm looking for. It's refreshing that, because Bruce has done a lot of introspective stuff lately with his Broadway show and with everything else that he did. He's been really kind of taking the, the mellow, the somber route, the I'm an old man, adult, and he heard, the, he heard the whispers, and he said, okay, fine. You know what we're going to do? We're going to kick some ass now. And this album, Letter to You, with the title track, which is also a kick-ass song, and this song, Ghost, which you may or may not hear on your way out the door, it just it opens up, with, again, with some great drumming and just the whole way through. It just... This is a... a, a, a and you our term before of you start art. Crying. Before you start crying. Yeah, I, I'm 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 verklempt now. I'm just it's just great to hear a guy that I admire and a guy who can still do it at his age saying, step aside, young guns. It's I can still a, I'm still the king. I'm a, still the Henrik Lundqvist of rock and roll.
0: It's a to great, tie the whole show together. It's a great, good old Bruce Springsteen song. It's yeah. got everything in there. Max is playing great. He's got everybody yep. involved on this album and especially this track. Yep. Uh, he's even got the da da das at the end, um, yep. so it's just a, it's a great mix. It's a great story uh, behind it all, uh, and it's just a, like you know you you can't overanalyze it too much. No, nope. uh, we can say thank you that he they got together and did this album, and then you're hearing this yep. first single, and it's like whoa, this is this is great. This is just good old fashioned Bruce yep. uh, Springsteen and the E Street Band, and it is. It's a great tune, and yes, it is refreshing. Yep. and I think uh, you know when I heard it was coming out, my couple of my cousins are you know diehard Bruce uh, fans, and uh, you know I know he draws a big, big line down the middle here between his fan bases now because of his political beliefs, one way or the other, and it doesn't matter as far as music is yep. concerned. You know you gotta let that go. People yep. say I'm not listening anymore because he he doesn't think the same way I do. Is ridiculous. <coughs> It is um, so. Just rock uh, out, man. Rock yeah, out, uh, my know, brother. You know, it's music. It's just let it go. Uh, but anyway, yeah. there's there's no political stuff behind this anyway. But you you nailed nope. it. It's it's a great thing to bring up tonight, and uh, we'll play it on the way out as we say goodbye to everybody. Uh, but definitely check it out. It is good stuff. And 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 that I think is in in a simplistic form. And I think that's what's great about ACDC coming out because those guys are just straight ahead four chords, drums, yep. bass, guitar, and that'll be great to look forward to. Not a lot of production on it. And as far as nope. the production on this right now, this sounds like a good old classic uh, Springsteen LP. And uh, I will say this, uh, just realizing now, Rob, that you are a big Bruce fan too. I mean, anybody out there, if you haven't seen the one-man show on Broadway on Netflix, mm. you must. You got to see it. Myself as a songwriter... Uh, uh, Just, just it's an incredible ride So anyway, this is yep. great And the age 71 You know, I joke around I'm 51 now too Coming up And I, you know I still perform live uh, Not as much as we would During, obviously Normal circumstances But I do still get the chance To perform uh, solo I got a driving concert Coming up in my uh, One of my big top tribute bands Here in a couple of weeks We're excited uh, it, These guys Bruce Sting the Stones, everybody out there, they put pressure on guys like me. And it's like, oh, I got to keep <laughs> myself in shape because these guys are still yep. playing. So there's no excuses anymore. But like I said, lo and behold, it's just a great song and a great LP altogether.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, you can hear, you can, you can, you, as you listen to it, you can hear yourself surrounded by 80,000 of your closest friends singing along with the, the band on stage, which is why I wrote it. More anthem rock. More anthems, more for the the encores.
0: Absolutely. Well, good stuff, Rob. It's a great tune. And as always, it's always great seeing and talking to you, my friend, my fellow sports honcho. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies. Go to sportshonchos.com. And we'll be back here next week with another big show for you. So with that said, Mr. Paul Cupper from New York saying goodnight and Mr. CUNY. Please say goodnight uh, to the folks.
1: Saying goodnight from uh, the D.C. Good Goodnight and uh, have a pleasant tomorrow or any kind of tomorrow that you want.
0: Yeah, baby. Take care, everybody. Peace. Awesome, Bruce.